Welcome back, everybody. This is Eric and Chad here with Iraq Veteran 8888. Today, we've got another gun gripe episode for you, and we're going to be diving into the unfair metrics that get skewed and, and put into some random agenda when it comes to the way the anti-gunners and the mainstream media uh, skewers data that they report to the public about firearms, okay? And in particular case, today's subject is going to be about a 60 Minutes article that was put out about how the AR-15 is so much more powerful than a standard 9mm handgun, and they go into all these details and everything. Well, of yeah. course it's more powerful. We're going to go into a little bit more detail. If you want to learn more about firearms technology, definitely check out the folks at Sonoran Desert Institute. They are great people. They'll take care of you. They've got some wonderful programs. If you're looking for higher education in the way of firearms technology, definitely a group of people you need to check out. And I definitely want to thank them for allowing gun gripes to continue raw, unadulterated, unfiltered, in your face, straight to the point. So let's get after the facts a little bit. So data is data, right? You know, when we look at the scientific aspects of what projectiles do when they leave the barrel of your gun, right? We can turn those numbers any way we wish, right? So this 60 Minutes article wants to make it like the AR-15 is this evil tool of destruction and uh, only bad people would want to own an AR-15 and oh, oh and somehow like the 9mm is like the patron saint of all things that are good because it's so much less powerful than this horrible deadly AR-15 that everyone just has to point their finger at. But let's talk about some other cartridges, right? And and the purpose of this video is not to give the antis fuel to go, oh, well, we should go after 50 BMG because X reason. No, the point is, is they only report what they want to fit their agenda and not what reality dictates, right? Mm -hmm. AR-15s are not used in a lot of crimes at all, okay? If we want to look at crime rates, sure, handguns might be used in some crimes here and there, but handguns are also, when you look at the data, used in suicides, they're using gang activity, and other criminal activity that involves gangs, and everything hmm. like that. And hmm. then police, all, all of the data of police shootings gets put into those metrics. That's not what this video is about. I mean, you can look at the FBI statistics, and anybody can skewer those results to fit their agenda any way they want. But the fact is, the, the devil's in the data, and the, de the details in the data... Don't care about your feelings. Facts are what they are. So let's discuss this a bit. Well, I think the biggest thing is that the, the mainstream media and anti-gunners always skew data in their favor. And the general public is typically ignorant to the facts. And when the facts, the facts are presented to them in such a way, um, it really puts gun owners and, and the Second Amendment as a whole and gun rights activism in a bad light. Um, but when you're, when you're talking about comparing rifle statistics to handgun statistics, like Eric said, handguns are using a lot more crime, okay? But so are knives and blunt objects and everything else. And then they wrap all the other things into the same, same, uh, metric there. And it really th throws everything off, but duh. Okay. An AR, okay. With a, with a 62 grain projectile moving at 3000 feet per second, you got about 1200 foot pounds of energy. When you're talking about 9mm, pretty much anything in between 115 and 147 grain pill is going to give you between 300 and 400 foot-pounds of energy. So handguns are paltry in the energy department compared to rifle cartridges. But the, the big thing is that, okay, well, the AR is way more powerful than a handgun. Okay, so yeah, it is. Well, well 30 out 6 is more powerful than an AR. But nobody's going after Grandpa's hunting gun. 
You know, you've seen those old videos where the guys will shoot like a watermelon with an AR or whatever, and then they say, all right, watch this, and they'll shoot it with a M1 Garand or, you know... A, shotgun slug. Yeah, a shotgun slug or whatever the case is. And I was like, look how much more energy there is. But like Eric said, we don't want to give anti-fuel to the fire, but trying to put the facts out there that, that this is this is what it is, okay? Energy is what it is. You, you, you take a projectile moving at a certain speed that has a certain weight to it, it is going to create X amount of energy. There is no denying the math. <laughs> so, well, I, th I th honestly feel like, you know, a more fair comparison, not that, and, and here's the thing, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to say that l let's compare power for power what these rounds can do as, as a way to say, oh, well, we need this or we need that in the way of gun control. I, I believe that all, all gun control is absolutely unconstitutional and it <laughs> is an infringement. Uh, I don't believe in gun control. I don't believe in gun laws. I think it's all bogus crap. I'm all for constitutional Second Amendment as it's written. Um, but the more fair comparison, if you're going to compare power to power, you don't compare a handgun round to a rifle round. You compare a rifle round to other rifle rounds, right? So if we look at the power that 5.56 generates, and let's just compare it to some of its uh, cousins, right, and see what kind of energy we're talking. Mm -hmm. That's a more fair comparison. So when you start talking a rifle cartridge like 5.56, in an AR platform, okay, it generates a certain amount of power, but look at this little guy. It's one of the, the in terms of bore size and case capacity, it's one of the smallest rifle cartridges on this table right now. Now, did I do that purposely to try to skewer the facts and go, oh, well, I chose this, all these others, just because they're all so much bigger than this? Mm. No. 5.56 is a small round. It's a small bore round. It, it's not a huge round, and there's not many other centerfire cartridges that are smaller than 5.56, okay? So let's just kind of discuss some rifle caliber metrics, okay? So what about the other the other round that everybody thinks about? It's 30-06. All right, here we've got some, some black tip 30-06 uh, in a Garand charger, an eight-shot Garand charger for an M1 Garand. And this ammo and this rifle's been in use since World War II. Mm -hmm. Been around all this time. Semi-automatic, 30-06. So what kind of power is 30-06 generating versus 5.56? Well, like we said, 5.56, talking around 1,200 foot-pounds of energy at the muzzle. 30-06, you got a heavier pill, 150 grain in this black tip, and typically moving around 3,000 feet per second mark. It's 3,000 foot-pounds of energy. Right. And that energy is carried a lot further downrange. Right. So... So you've got 30 alt six, and I like 30 alt six. You know, so you know 30 alt six has its uses just mm -hmm. like 5.56 does. When people take a 5.56 rifle out, they might go hunt coyotes, okay, uh, groundhogs, and things like that. Small game, foxes, uh, bobcats, uh, whatever that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe a shot on a deer with a good precise shot, but 5.56. You know, fills a certain niche just like 30 alt 6 does. Now, 30 alt 6, due to its case capacity and its wide variety of different bullet weights that you can stabilize out of a standard 30 alt 6 barrel, such as this beautiful uh, Model 66 Mauser here. Mauser. Okay. It, it is a chameleon of a cartridge for mm -hmm. sportsmen uh, to be able to do a lot of different things with. Now, is, is 30 alt 6 in use in like defensive situations? Uh, absolutely. There's, there's still guys that have an M1 Garand loaded in the corner, and if you come in their house, you're getting eight rounds of 30-06, okay? It's still a viable solution. It's still a viable military rifle. You could feel the M1 Garand today, and it would, with proper training and good rifleman and good marksmanship skills, you'd be able, you could win. Mm-hmm. Okay? 
And to, to compare, here's a 220 grain 30-06. Now, we probably didn't get the data on this no, one. No, but it's around the same. I mean, you're talking... Right. No, depending on barrel lengths and whatever weight cartridge you, or weight projectile you have in a given cartridge, usually the range of energy is going to be about the same. So if you go with a 150 grainer, you're talking 3,000 foot-pounds of energy. If you go with a 220 grainer, you're not being able to push it as fast, but since the bullet has more mass, it physically has more energy at that same velocity. Uh, so you're still going to run around the 2,900 to 3,000 foot-pounds range. Yeah, there's no such thing so. as a free free lunch in physics, It's all right? kind of a trade-off, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's always a trade-off. So I can push something light really fast and get power, or I can push something really heavy a little slower, but still get some train-wrecking mm -hmm. energy. So speaking of that, <laughs> if we're talking, all right, 30-06, that's a military mm -hmm. round. What's another popular military round that is in wide use? in today's world like lots of hunters use it sportsmen even in some circles defensive situations people mm -hmm. might prefer this uh, cartridge let's look at the 4570 mm -hmm. all right so what kind of energy are we talking there all right so 4570 anywhere between about a 250 grain projectile up to a 405 now we're, we're talking modern 45 pressures not trapdoor energy okay we're talking like modern lever actions modern uh, breech loading actions that are very very strong we're talking anywhere around the 2,800, um, 2800 foot-pound mark, okay? Or I'm sorry, uh, 2,000 foot-pound mark with about 2,800 feet per second velocity, okay? Yeah, that's a lot of energy. Yeah. I mean, buffalo hunters used the old trapdoors back in the day. Um, you know, they're capable of taking large game. And again, the point I'm making is it is a military cartridge that has found its way into civilian use and continues to be used in civilian use to this day. You know, back after World War II, veterans were returning from the war. You know, they were exposed to 30 alt sixes around. What did they do? They went and bought hunting rifles chambered in what? 30 alt mm -hmm. six, right? 30 alt six was a popular hunting round because many vets had used that cartridge in the war and come to appreciate its performance, knew how to handle it, were used to the recoil. 5.56 five, is no different. Veterans are coming back from these wars. They were, uh, you know, experienced, you know, using AR-15s over in, a, in in warfare or whatever, and then wind up, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to buy an AR because you want a rifle that's similar to what you used in the service, or maybe you want a gun chambered in that for the nostalgia reason, but that's not the point. The point is, is that all of these military cartridges transcend military use and find their way in the civilian world, and it's a completely normal thing. It's been a normal thing since the 1860s, okay? Nothing has changed, Mm -hmm. But they want to skewer the facts yet again. They only want to go after the AR because they feel like it's this scary thing. But what? Nobody talks about trapdoors and garands and muzzle loaders and all these things that generate mm -hmm. some pretty respectable power, right? Yeah, so I had my, my notes were incorrect. I'm sorry. 2,800 foot pounds of energy out of the 4570 between all those projectile weights. Right. So Might you're talking very channel. similar to the 30 alt 6. Mm -hmm. But again, yep. because there's no free lunch in physics, what you get is more downrange power. Mm -hmm. Well, not power, but you get a flatter trajectory out of the out of the ball round in a 30 mm -hmm. alt 6 than you would get out of the heavier pill in the 4570. So it's a mm -hmm. trade-off. All of this cartridge development came from, okay, we, we want to go from big and slow to smaller bore and faster, mm -hmm. but still generate the same energies and get flatter trajectories, better downrange accuracy, and, and a much 
smaller distance window of error that a soldier in combat, and let's just say from a military perspective, could make a shot on something and have a much shorter window for that projectile to hit the intended target within a given trajectory setting on the point rifle. Point blank range, or point blank zero. Yeah, point blank zero is much more effective out to a wider variety of ranges when you have a flatter shooting cartridge. That's another video all in itself right there. Yes, it is. So, if you're talking about if you're talking about comparing apples to apples as far as a rifle and a handgun, okay, they would have done better to compare 5.56 to 44 Magnum. Yeah. Okay. Let's like talk about that. Really hot 44 Mag. Okay. If you want to talk about comparable energy, all right, 44 Mag. If you got a hot rod cartridge, kind of like this Underwood here, this is a 305 grain lead solid, and it moves around 1,300 feet per second, and it generates about 1,100 foot-pounds of energy. Yeah. So we're talking about right there in the same range as what the rifle is capable of. So, so there are handguns that will generate the energy mm -hmm. that, they're, that they're saying the AR will generate. So when you're talking about handgun energy in itself, revolvers, obviously, more powerful cartridges, yes, they're going to generate a lot more muzzle energy, okay? But you're talking about like a semi-auto handgun, 10, 10 millimeter is about kind of the king of the hill. I mean, but you're talking about 357 magnum energy, uh, out of a, an auto-loading handgun. And 10 millimeter is a very, very powerful cartridge, especially when you push it out of a rifle. That sucker can get some good velocity and get on up there around the eight to 900 foot-pound mark in some cases, given the load and specific bullet weights. Um, but it's just, I just hate what the media does all the time, just the scare tactics. And that's what really just ticks me off and kind of drove us to make this video here. But okay. I mean... You know, even, like, what, what did we say this Schneider was running? This thing was running, what, 1,200 feet per second or so? And this is a 500-grain projectile? Yeah, it's like, that's a like a 570-grain projectile moving about 1,200. So he's going he's gonna to do the quick so, calculation. So I always go to Beartooth, uh, Beartooth Bullets. They have an energy calculator on there that's just awesome. All right, so 1,200. Yeah, let's see. How many grains? 570. 570. Moving at 1,200. I'm going to guess about 800, 900 foot-pounds. Let's see. If it's moving oh. that fast... <laughs> I was way off. If it's, oh, crap. Yeah. If it's moving that fast, we're talking like 1,800 foot-pounds of energy out of an old black powder cartridge. Boy, I don't know if it's quite that much. Let's see. Let's just take it down. Even if it's not... Uh, say 900 feet look, per second. I'm thinking it was right around 1,000 when we chronoed it before. So that's still... All right, so... 1,200. 1,200. And about 1,200. Yeah, and th this is a cartridge that goes in a rifles made over a hundred, well over a hundred years ago. Yeah, but the I, it just kills me. Yeah, but when you when you go up on the spectrum and you're talking about really powerful cartridges like the 338 uh, Lapua Magnum, okay, you're pushing 250 grain projectiles, about 2950. All right. And you're talking like 40, how much was it? 4,800 foot-pounds of energy. That's some power. Okay. You can move up to 50 BMG. You're talking a 750-grain pill moving about 2,600 feet per second. And All guys, time. look, these these are in common use. Yep. Lots of people own 50 BMG rifles. Oh, absolutely. It's they a totally common thing. They're 50, out there. 50 Cal Shooters Association, all the different matches that they do at various long-range facilities, but you're talking 12,000 foot-pounds of energy, roughly. This is you one know. of the most powerful cartridges that is in common civilian use mm -hmm. uh, in, in a wide variety of different platforms. I mean, I, I have a Barrett M107. I love it. It's an absolute jackhammer of a rifle. Really fun to shoot. It is such a cool rifle. And um, I think that people tend to kind of skewer the facts 
comparing rifles to rifles in terms of energy and then comparing pistols to pistols to energy and then comparing, you know, the more powerful pistol offerings to the, the comparison they want to make against the AR-15 is a little bit more fair mm. of a comparison. There are handguns that generate the same energy of an AR-15. So to say, oh, the AR-15 is so deadly just because, oh, it's, it's so much more deadlier than the 9mm, well, no, Sherlock, right? <laughs> I mean, of course it's going to be like that. That's like saying, oh, well, well, a 22 long rifle, okay, which is, you know, rimfire rifle is not going to generate a ton of energy compared to, you know, something in the centerfire category. But that's like saying, oh, uh, well, we're going to compare the power of a 22 long rifle to the power of, five, of a 556. Five, well, of course, 556 five, is going to have a lot more power because it's got a lot more powder behind it. Mm -hmm. Okay, right. you know. So, look, there was something that I, I found here. Um, just just comparing energy, okay. Now this is in joules, so I'm not I'm not sure what the comparison is here, but um let's see, it shows a twenty-two long rifle here at hundred and sixty-eight joules of energy. And twenty-two long rifles usually thousand feet per second with a forty grain projectile to a baseball, a hundred mile an hour pitch has about the same energy as a twenty-two. You know, and recently there was a bunch of uh, accidents at ball fields I was reading about about foul balls. You know, getting driven back past the netting and just injuring people. You know, one little girl got hit in the head. And did it I mean kill her? No, she's she's off pretty bad though. Mm -hmm. I mean, but um last time I checked, but stuff like that happens. It's just anything can can hurt you and anyone can choose to do whatever they choose to do. Okay. They can either choose to be a law abiding person or they can choose to be a criminal. The more gun laws are on the books and the more you know, comparisons that get put out there by the mainstream media trying to demonize commonly owned and commonly used rifles and handguns that law-abiding people use, and that's not going to change. They, they're just doing a disservice to society as a whole. They're trying to fit everything into their own agenda. They, they want ultimate just disarmament of everyone in America, and I think that's really the big point of this video. We wanted to compare these different cartridges and put some facts out there for you guys, but mainly just to dispel some of the ignorance that, that comes out there from the media. I mean, that's really the end goal, is just complete disarmament. They all just, that, that's what they want, complete power. Anti-gunners just want complete power over everybody, and while you as a common citizen can own anything that you really need, okay, that you deem necessary for your day-to-day -day life, that, that you deem necessary to defend your home, your family, your community, your country even, if it ever came down to that, it is your God-given right to do that. And it's not anyone in the media's, uh, it's not anyone's right in the media to tell you, oh, well, this AR is more powerful than this 9mm handgun, so, oh, obviously, these need to be out of civilian hands because, oh, they're way too powerful. Oh, oh my God. Oh, oh, oh. Well, the, the sad thing about it is that it's also, it's also willful ignorance. Oh, good uh, it's, it's It's a willful, it's, it's them choosing to put out this this bad information that they know is going to try to steer well, their oh, opinion. Of course, you know? it's an agenda. So I mean, another metric that we didn't consider, not to get, to get well, I guess we were kind of getting back on topic a tiny amount. An, another important metric that we're not going to really discuss in a lot of detail in this particular video, but it's something to consider is barrel length. Okay, now here I've got a, a full length MMP Performance Center, mm -hmm. uh, you know MMP nine here. This is a great gun, by the way. It, it, this is a really cool <laughs> pistol, but this is considered a full-length 9mm. It's mm -hmm. like a 5, 5.5-inch five, five barrel. Mm -hmm. 
a 9mm traveling out of a 2-inch barrel is going to have different performance than a 9mm traveling out of a longer barrel. Mm -hmm. A 9mm traveling out of a 16-inch barrel might have some varying uh, performance differences mm -hmm. than a, uh, traveling out of the shorter barrel. And sometimes it's not always, hey, just because it's a longer barrel, you're going to get the most velocity. Sometimes it's a trade-off. Mm -hmm. And as that powder burns, like especially in 45 ACPs we've seen, mm -hmm. that in the longer barrels actually hinder velocity and that you get better velocity out of the shorter length barrels. Yep, it's all so, about efficiency of the cartridge itself, the powder. I right. mean, it's you can go down a complete rabbit hole oh, with gosh. all that. You know? We could go down a rabbit hole, but the important metric to consider is barrel length is the key, mm. right? And with ARs especially, oh, gosh, barrel yeah. length is a very important contributing factor to the performance of the cartridge that's leaving the barrel. And without going down the rabbit hole, we don't want to get too far down this subject, but barrel length is an important metric in the AR. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, you get the maximum performance out of your 18 and 20 inch barrels. And, and these days, those aren't really quite as common a use anymore as they used to be. Mm -hmm. You know, most barrel lengths now are in a 14 and a half to 16 inch configuration, 16 and a half inch mm -hmm. in that ballpark. And uh, I guess the point I'm making is always question. You know, if, if you're having information given to you, question it. Mm -hmm. e even from us, if you don't believe what we're saying, research it for yourself. Always do your own research. Never just take the spoon-fed version of what someone's trying to give you about something. I think it, it, it promotes a healthy mental faculty for you as a person, makes you a stronger person, more mentally capable, more capable of, of facing a challenge in your life. You should always question everything. Always look for answers. Always research. Always get that data in because... The data will always set you free. The truth sets you free. And facts don't care about our feelings. The media tries to make this whole comparison thing. Oh, it's about apples and oranges. And it's about all of this. And, oh, you should be anti-gun because we tell you to be. But are you really anti-gun? I mean, that's the thing. Everybody makes this entire thing to be, oh, the right says, oh, it's only these liberal pansies that, that want to uh, say, oh, you should be anti-gun. And then the people on the left go, oh, these right-wing, you know, you know what, all they want to do is hurt everybody and disarm the left and disarm the liberals. But then you got these other people that, you know, they might be left-leaning in some of their views, but they're gun owners, right? I mean, and then you got these guys on the right that, you know, yeah, they might have some varying opinions politically from you, but they're gun owners too, how hard is it for us to just all get on the same page and go, look, I think it's safe to say mm -hmm. if you're a gun owner and you like guns, we're on your side. We're mm -hmm. with you, okay? Now, we may not agree on every little political thing in life, but is that to say that a family member visits you at a family reunion and sits down to have dinner with you, and they, they look at you and they say, the fact that you hate guns, you know, I disagree with that. Or, you know, I, you like guns, I disagree with that. Does that still not make them your family member? doesn't mean you can't sit at the same table and, and discuss, well, well, this is why I like guns. Maybe you should consider liking guns, too. And that's how the change occurs. Then your in-laws go, you know what? I never thought about it like that, well, but, you know, maybe I'll give it a chance. Maybe maybe some people's in-laws. <laughs> well, 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 look, but, but the point is, though, <laughs> the, the division mm -hmm. that's created by all of the, the media mm -hmm. and what they try to do to gun owners in this country is, mm -hmm. is a crying shame. I mean, we should be looking at each other as gun owners as one and the same. If you're a gun guy, you're my friend. I mean, and we may not agree on everything, but we can get past that. Once you find that common ground that you share with each other, mm -hmm. then you can start thinking about the things that you can do to maybe try to change each other's mind. Mm -hmm. Have a logical debate. Debate the <clears throat> facts. Present the facts. And then view it all and develop an opinion.
But to apply some blanket statement to an entire group of people simply because, oh, well, I hate guns, you know, so I want everybody else to hate guns, and if they don't, then they're they're a racist, they're a bigot, they're this, they're that, they're a liberal, they're a, you know, whatever left, whatever right. That's the issue. Well, one 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 facet of, you know, the, the, the pro-gun world you have is the guys that, you know, shoot 30 out 6 and stuff all the time, and that's all they have is hunting guns. And they say, oh, well, I don't really care about ARs. We don't need those. You got gun owners saying that, oh, we don't need those things. You don't need that hunt deer with. I mean, that's that's the that's one of the biggest Willful problems. Ignorance. That's one of the biggest problems, in my personal opinion. But like Eric said, you know, do your own research with things. If you see something that's questionable, be like, that doesn't quite sound right. Do a little bit of research. Find some reputable sources. You know, read about it. Pick up a book. You know, go to the library. Look at some reference material and say, you know, what? they're not quite right on that. And it's like, well, you know, then develop your own opinion about things. And that's really the best thing to do in situations like we have nowadays with the the spread of information so quickly. Misinformation. Well, spread of information and misinformation so quickly. Um, it's a big issue because people will believe just about anything that's put in front of their face on their screen these days without doing anything. And they won't even think about it. They won't even, you know, bat an eye. I mean, well, don't just, get me wrong. It's important to have an open mind. It is, but, but man. always have the facts in hand too. Mm. You know, it, it it it's it's a double-edged sword. I get it. I mean, I know a lot of people in this quick society that we become. Excuse me. This this rapid society that we've developed, the have it now society. You know, I want something. All right, order it on Amazon. It's here in two days. All right, back to my day. We're so busy in the hustle bustle of the world that we live in. It's really quick to have that instant gratification in our lives, right? And information's the same way. People are quick to go, okay, whatever news source A, who's the biggest guy on the hill, I'm going to get their opinion on this, and then that's my opinion. All right, I have to go back to work. I have to do my thing. I have to go back to being a person now. It's so quick <laughs> to just take the opinion and go for it. And the problem is, is that the large mainstream media, you know, the unfortunately is controlled by people with a certain political agenda and of course they're going to try to skewer the facts to fit their political agenda and not give both sides of the equation so i guess what i'm saying is our whole thing with these videos all we've ever asked for is a fair chance for people to hear us out and to understand where we're coming from as gun owners and to understand that we don't hate the left okay we don't hate the right we don't hate anybody in this country we don't hate a certain group of people because they're who they are. They're a certain religion or a certain race or a certain belief system or a certain sexual preference or all of these things that the media commonly uses as a play on words to to to, to divide people. Mm -hmm. We don't play into that agenda. We're, we're simply about the Second Amendment and, and our rights and that's what's important to us. And as long as you respect the Second Amendment and you love being a gun owner and you like the idea of us all just getting along and being armed and having a polite and safe society, then we can be friends. I, we may not agree on everything, but that's the beauty of this country. It's a giant melting pot of different cultures. And it's cool for us all to be able to just kind of share this place and, and protect it mm -hmm. together. I think that's the most important thing a lot of people tend to forget. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah. I'm not trying to ramble. Oh, it's okay. I mean, I'll say one more thing and we'll close this thing out. But, sure. Um, one thing to consider, too, is that all these laws and all these gun laws and things and all this legislation that always comes down the pipeline to ban this, ban that. Oh, we need more laws. We need more gun control. We need these guns banned because reasons. Because, oh, they were using a crime. Oh, well, they got to get out of here because they're bad. They're dangerous because, you know, this rifle is way more powerful than this pistol. Okay? It doesn't matter what laws get put on the books. 
criminals are still gonna be criminals and the only people that are disenfranchised are those who just want to live their lives and be law-abiding people to a certain extent until those laws really start crossing the line um, but the the thing is the only people that are affected are the good people out there and it doesn't matter if you're right left whatever if you don't own any guns you're still disenfranchised by new gun control coming down the line because guess what criminals are still going to be criminals and then if you ever decided one day that hey you know what i think i want to have a gun in my home to defend myself well guess what it's too late for you you missed the party because you didn't support the second amendment to begin with that's the big problem that I have with folks. But Look, if, if you're an anti and you're watching this video, you hate guns, right? Okay, fine. Everyone's entitled to an opinion. You're welcome to hate guns. That's totally fine. But look, what I would ask you to do, please, just for me, get a friend or somebody, if you have friends that are into guns, or, or go to, down to a range somewhere, rent a gun, or go out with an instructor and take a gun class. That's all I'm asking. Get, get with a good instructor and just go take a class on how to handle a gun, okay? And look at it with a truly open mind. Just try to have an open mind about it. And you'll see, like, this isn't bad at all. Like, you're in control. Remember that. And I'm talking to antis out there. You pick up a gun. You are in control of this. This is a mechanical device. Tool. It's not going to do anything that you don't want it to do. Okay? You are in control of this device. Okay? It is, it is to protect you. It is, a, it is a tool of liberty. Okay? Mm -hmm. Tools are only only going to do the job that the person using it wants it to do. If you have bad intentions in your heart, then whatever you decide to use as your tool of choice, guess what? It only reflects on you. I mean, agreed. So, all I'm saying is try to have an open mind. Meet us in the middle at least. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you know. I understand that a lot of gun channels and a lot of uh, personalities on social media. They, they cater to their base. And, and, and don't get me wrong, yeah, a lot of folks that watch our channel obviously are pro-gun because we're a huge gun channel. I get that. It's cool. Whatever. And we love making content that makes people happy in our community. But we also feel it's important to reach out to some of those other people that might have differing opinions because that's the only way that we're going to win this situation together to protect each other. Okay? When a guy sets out of his door every morning with a gun on his hip, it's not to hurt you. It's not to... He's not, he doesn't have a chip on his shoulder thinking, oh, well, I just hope some lefty does something so I can gun him down. That's, not, that's what the media wants you to think, but that's not the case. Do you think for one second that if something bad happens, that that person that's carrying that gun is going to stop and, a and ask you a political questionnaire before he decides to protect you? No, he's just going to protect you. Okay, the Second Amendment applies to everyone, and 99.9% .9 of all the people that are armed on a regular basis in the world at large, maybe not the world, but the United States, here in our country, at large, they want nothing more to them to protect the people around them. It doesn't matter who they are. Hmm. It's just, it, it's, it's a mindset that you have to have that we're here for each other. So I think it's important for the antis to remember that, that when you want gun control, you're actually disarming the people that are willing to potentially die for you. It's a pretty serious thing to consider. Hmm. Yeah. And, and the most passive thing, you're, you're trying to be passive by not owning a gun, but then you want to stop the people that are being proactive yep. when yeah. they could help you? I'd say, too, remember, remember that even when you're out in public, if you're a staunch anti-gunner, depending on where you live, there's likely a lot of people that you don't even have a clue about who are carrying around you. And you won't ever know unless there's some situation that arises that requires the use of force. And 
you can just live in your little bubble and think, oh, well, I'm all safe because the police are just a minute away, blah, blah. No, sorry. It doesn't work that way. But um, I, I'd say everything's been said that needs to be said. I, I mean, you know, some food for thought for you guys. Think about it, guys. So. That's all we're saying. And, and look, for the people that are on our side and understand where we're coming from, it, it's cool. Look, we're, we're all on the same page here. And I, I hope that you can take what we present in this video as just a fair comparison. You know, we, we always want to present the facts in the way that we feel is the most truthful and honest. All you'll ever get out of us is 110% integrity. Our word is our bond. Like We care strongly about what people think about what we say. And to us, the truth is so important. And it's important for people to know where we stand on certain things. But... Mm -hmm. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for watching today's video. Uh, definitely want to thank all of our Patreon supporters. You guys are awesome. Thank you. All the folks who purchased man cans, shirts, merchandise over on the website, all of those funds go directly back into supporting our channel and uh, supporting content like this and allowing us to you know, keep it coming for you guys. So thank you so much for believing what we do. And we hope that uh, you know maybe we opened up some eyes in this video. Thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you next time. Much uh, more content on the way. Take care.